Welcome back to the Mami Show. This is your host, Rohit. Today we have Kira, the Canadian Women Entrepreneur of the Year, 2006 for Startups and Master Swimmer. Thank you, Kira, for getting into the show. Thank you, Rohit. Awesome. So would you just like to give a quick intro about yourself, like how you got started with your journey, you know, being as a Canadian woman entrepreneur and everything, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So when I was nominated and for the first couple of times for Canadian Female Entrepreneur of the Year, um, I wasn't my first business. So I'd learned quite a few lessons about I'd already knew how to meditate. I already knew how to control stress. I was learning to use my intuition and all of these things really played into me being able to succeed easily and quickly because my mind was really focused. I didn't get distracted and things, but more importantly, I didn't get stressed. I didn't get burnt out, which is something that a lot of founders and a lot of entrepreneurs and even people that work in businesses, whether they're startup businesses or even like, um, you know, more corporate type job, people tend to waste a lot of time and don't get the level of insight um, that they're capable of. And I just didn't have that. So it was easy for me to do all those things at the same time, because it took me very short amount of time to accomplish the results that I needed in my, my business to succeed. Awesome. So my first question is pretty simple. You know, like you used to talk about a lot about emotional intelligence, you know, so <clears throat> how you would like to explain about emotional intelligence? Yeah, well, first of all, everybody has some degree of emotional intelligence. But as soon as we get into stress mode, um, and that can be even mild stress, we lose like 25% of our emotional intelligence just for mild stress. People that are getting more into extreme stress, which may also be burnout, that can be 40%. So most people that work with other people and even to understand yourself and your own motivations, like emotional intelligence is really, really important. And yeah. I've had so many stories. One of the first people that I ever trained was another entrepreneur. He was um, a technical entrepreneur. He was in more in engineering. So he wouldn't consider himself an overly people person, but he used to get very, very stressed anytime he had meetings with people and they kind of went off track a little bit. So I taught him some easy techniques that, you know, only take about 10 minutes to do. And then I get this like frantic phone call. Like I see like six calls from him and I'm like, oh my gosh, something like has <laughs> happened he's like having some big panic attack or something and he was just really excited because he was in this meeting with somebody who completely blindsided him he was a strategic partner and because he used the techniques that I taught him he turned this around in the moment and actually came out of it with an 18-month contract rather than losing uh, a big contract because his emotional intelligence, he was able to calm himself down and use his, um, you know, not get attached, just listen to what was happening and able to use that information, the emotional intelligence, then his intuition kicked in and gave him a really awesome idea they completely turned the situation around and ended up being even better than it would have been otherwise. So that's what it does. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. So uh, I have one more question about the intuition, you know. So intuition is something which everyone listen to. You know, we listen, you listen to, you know, like this is what I feel, this is what you feel. So uh, how you would like to explain this better, you know, like how intuition usually works and <clears throat> should we listen to it? Obviously we should, you know. So what do you feel about this? Well, there's, there's a few different aspects for intuition. So first of all, um, some people don't understand the difference between logical mind and intuition. So logic is things that you already know or that you've read some, someplace else. So it's something you can look up. Intuition is when you have an insight or an idea that you haven't seen anywhere before. Um, and, it, and it might be as simple as, you know, um, I'm doing some marketing content and I usually do everything maybe on YouTube and I feel like, no, this needs to go on LinkedIn or it needs to go on Twitter or something like that. And then you do that and it has a much more positive impact than it would otherwise, even though you had no logical way to say that, but it's just like you just kind of knew something. So some people for their intuition will see things. Some people will actually hear things and some people will just know things. How you can tell it's intuition, first of all, the more positive state you're in, the more likely it's intuition. As soon as we're in a negative mental emotional state, the chances of it being intuition go down because intuition is one of the first things that we lose when we're stressed. Um, we go into the reptilian part of the brain, the fear part of the brain, and it's not trying to innovate. It's like, I just got to stay alive through this. So it's not looking for the best answers. So when we get into a more relaxed state, usually, or at least a calm state, and we, you can actually practice and develop your intuition, but that's the baseline is you need to be calm and you need to be relaxed. And then whatever level of intuition you have can come in. Although there are meditations that do help specifically to increase uh, intuition. Awesome. Cool. <clears throat> I am an entrepreneur. Many of the listeners who will be listening to the show, obviously they are. And I believe <clears throat> entrepreneurship is not easy. Do you know that? Do you think is it? No, I, I don't think it's easy um, for a variety of reasons. First of all, um, you know, your safety net is believing in yourself and being able to be in the right mental, emotional state enough of the time. Hmm. And when you can do those things, it becomes a very exciting, uh, very fun thing and a very creative thing. But it's also a challenge to manage creativity because that leads a lot of people to the stress and burnout side. Mm -hmm. And then they lose the things and a lot of the joy and the fun that they had when they first started out. So it's about learning to manage, you know, yourself and your creativity, your focus. I mean, there's so much about managing the mind and some entrepreneurs get um, very caught up that they don't have understand who they are as separate from their business. 
that's another place where a lot of entrepreneurs get into trouble. But when you can control your mind through doing stress reducing techniques and or any practice that develops self-awareness, then you can kind of get the best of both worlds. Like you, you can, you know, ride and enjoy, even enjoy the challenges. Um, Cause what I've seen repeatedly is the challenges very often open doors to greater success, as long as you're not burning yourself out while you're doing it. That's real cool. And I believe a lot of entrepreneurs who start alone make mistakes while hiring a co-founder or while having a co-founder. What tips do you have for them? You know, like I have saw many of them, like they start a wonderful company, but the alignment is not there. Yes. You know, the business partnership is not going well and then it's becoming a sick. So what best tips do you have for them? Yeah. Well, first of all, really knowing yourself and being able to control your own stress because and remembering why you started together. And then early on in the stages and as the company grows, you need to be to have effective relationship. It's like being married, but it's only about the business, right? Yes. Like there's a lot of money at stake. There's a creativity at stake here. And very often a lot of other people's livelihoods uh-huh. and jobs as well. So really having a foundation, first of all, to stay out of stress, because when you are, you will interpret the other person's behavior as a threat, even when it's not. So when you can control your own emotions and get yourself to be calm, then you can start to have, you know, trusting conversations with your business partners and they can do the same as well. So you might be able to see, oh, wait, my business partner is really stressed. Maybe they need to bring it down a bit. Maybe they're getting burnt out. Maybe I'm getting burnt out a little bit. Those aren't good reasons to break up a business partnership, but they do break up a lot of business partnerships because people don't know how to manage their mental, emotional state. There are some legit reasons to break up business partnerships. That's if there's not a value alignment, meaning that one person has a certain set of values and another person has another set of values and the company can't be both. So if you can't work that out, it is best that you go your separate ways. And there's a variety of, you know, useful ways to do that. But if it get breaks down into, you know, fighting or defensiveness, then that's not going to help anybody, right? So it's like learning to be your best self as you navigate and even negotiate your way through um, your relationships with one or possibly more business partners. Yeah, because I have seen like a bunch of entrepreneurs make these mistakes, you know, So I've seen a lot of business partnerships that broke up that didn't need to. And it's just because the partners both got so stressed, they were interpreting the behavior of the other incorrectly and the motivations of the other person incorrectly. Um, And I've also seen business partnerships that um, learn to take the stress levels down and to be self-aware about their own motivations and their own fears, their own strengths. And then therefore they're able to do that for the other person. And it made the business stronger than it has ever been. And I've seen that multiple, I've seen thousands of times where that's happened. 
Do you think like generational gap also comes into the business partnerships? Let's say there is a one founder, which is somewhere between 20 to 25 and somewhere the another co-founder or the another founder is somewhere between 50 to 55. Do you think this is hard? This is, do you think like this is a big trouble as well? Um, it can be. I mean, I've certainly seen a lot of like multi-generational family businesses where you also have a family dynamic. But mm -hmm. if you have just like the um, <clears throat> partnership that that's just the only relationship that the two people have together, then I think it really takes an understanding, again, personal awareness of what are the benefits and strengths that a younger person brings to the relationship and what are the benefits and strengths that the older person brings because they're going to be very different. So yeah. the younger partner will have an awareness of new things on the horizon. They'll probably be far more eager to try to try and fail. Um, whereas somebody who's older has got more experience and like, me, eh, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, and but there may be also things where, you know, they are limited in their thinking. So it's really about when you have a big um, age gap between partners, really understanding what the strengths are and when to pass off between each other. Like the most successful um, business partnerships that I've had in the past is mm -hmm. when I've known what I'm good at and when I need to say, no, I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. We need to do it. And when to say, you know what, this person just needs to learn. They need the experience. And when it's just to say they know better than me and I have to trust, that's why we have a partnership. So there's really a lot of discernment around issue by issue and also the mental emotional state that you're in. So if, if my business partner is kind of freaking out and I'm not, I'm like, you need a timeout <laughs> before yes. we take any action. <laughs> because um, or everyone, i will handle it yeah. if i'm calm and then we'll pick up the pieces afterwards if it's something that has to be dealt with in that moment so yeah because everyone is not same or you know like mental stability or emotional stability or even financial stability is not the same for everyone exactly yeah. so how you would like to explain about one more thing like hr and working with people you know like Usually companies hire chief people officer, you know, and taking care of the people. How you would like to tell about that? I think the one of the founders should always be the chief people officer, no matter what. Mm -hmm. The reason why you're setting the direction for the company. And if you really want talent um, now, of course, when you get to a certain level, if you've got hundreds of employees, you are going to need HR support, but it is, in my opinion, the founders or the CEO or uh, like whatever chief um, blank officer that the top level person has, your main job is people. Your main job, first of all, is yourself to keep yourself in a really great state so that you can understand the people around you. And it's your main function to make sure that you develop a really great business culture, that you hire people that match that business culture that you're, you're trying to develop. 
and that you're inspiring people. I mean, that's a huge part of being an entrepreneur is to inspire people to do things that they wouldn't be doing otherwise. I mean, that's why you have a business because you have something that's unique that's, you know, maybe it's just like one little thing, but there's something that every business has that makes it special and makes it unique. And if you're not as a top person putting that as a priority and putting the people as a top priority, then you're really, in my opinion, you're giving away one of the best things about your company mm -hmm. and, and, and trying to delegate that. And that doesn't mean to say you won't have HR people helping you, but it, in my opinion, it should be the top person who's the top, per, the top people person in the company. I've seen the greatest success mm -hmm. that way. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So yeah, tell me like, uh, being as an entrepreneur, it takes a lot. You know that a lot. Yes. Someone can, how someone can stop stressing, how someone can stop stressing from the things which are happening. Let's say even the business partners are not working well, you know, or let's say like the thing, the one partner has thought of that we will go there, but it has never happened, you know? So these things usually happen. So what advice do you have for them? Well, first of all, having your own personal practice that you know how to stop stress. And it is easy. It takes no more than 10 to 12 minutes, no matter how bad things are. Yeah. If you have a regular practice to do that. And in my, in my opinion, it changes your thinking, your ability to solve problems, your emotional intelligence, number one, your intuition, it, it positively impacts all those things. So that's, that's number one. So it's like, if you're going to go help other people, you need to make sure you're strong in yourself first. And then once you do that, then you can be the voice of reason. Yes. So if somebody else is going through a difficult time, um, I've had so many times where people like my employees will come to me, oh my gosh, this happened and this is happening. And I'll just sit there and be calm and listen. And then all of a sudden they'll say, oh, it's not that bad. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they'll, then they'll calm down because they'll come to my state because I'm not getting excited and agitated with them, which is a sign of stress, right? So when, when I can stay calm through those situations, even if I don't know where the answer is, then we can call everybody calms down and then we can start being creative and start having, you know, some insights and some problem solving. And, and honestly, we've had like whole businesses, new business lines come out of situations like that, just from the ability to stay calm through challenges. And awesome. it takes, it doesn't take a lot, but it does take regular practice. <laughs> yes. Calm down, calm down. That's the thing. Yeah. Taking yeah. a deep breath. Yeah. Yeah. Well, breathing is interesting. You mentioned breathing because breathing is a, a science um, that affects mental, physical, emotional, yeah. and even spiritual if people are open to that. And it does it faster than anything else. So when you learn to use breathing to take you into a more positive state, you I haven't seen a problem that I could couldn't outbreathe, to be honest, because then then it brings me in my intuition, it brings in my emotional intelligence. And I've I've seen thousands of other people do the same thing. Awesome. Thank you, Kira. Thank you so much for getting into the show sharing these bunch of insights regarding the emotional intelligence, intuition, obviously entrepreneurship. 
So yeah, well, thank you so much for getting in. Awesome. I really appreciate being here today. And thanks for an awesome discussion today. <laughs>